fluid ounces so 100 milliliters is 3.4 fluid ounces so three and a shot is 1.75 roughly so i mean the whole thing is only no mil, how many milliliters is that 200 200 so it's 6.8 ounces so it's i guess it's two shots a person roughly oh yeah yeah Not that all much, right but Damn, you already, you already got me when I wasn't paying attention. That was good. <laughs> Matt Majoy. Yeah, Thanks fine. for coming on, man. Of course. Um, successful wrestler. Vegan. Probably do two tours in Iraq. Probably. Not Hopefully third, not. Hopefully not, yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully not. But um, anyway, what's going on with you? I think that's out of the way. What's going on with me? Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I'm kind of excited to do this podcast. You've been gassing up for a while. Yeah, so. I've been gassing up. I've had a lot of guests. Yeah. Um, I've had two guests, not a lot. I've had three. Oh, you've three? had oh, two Elias and Evan. That's two. Four, three podcasts. Five, Fosco, Devish. Had a lot. I got a lot planned. I got two tomorrow, two on Tuesday. I'm going to be out of town Monday. Tomorrow. Luth and um, Tade are tomorrow. We might have to reschedule Luth. He's a little under the weather, I think. Yeah, he said 8 p.m. tomorrow works, but if, if we want to reschedule, I, I can reschedule. If not, I don't and then tomorrow. But I have Tade tomorrow. Um, you have to learn all about his Nigeria princehood. I know. I'm excited about that. And then I'm, I actually have one with um, Jamari. And yo, hey, yo, Mr. Hart. Hey, <laughs> yo, Mr. Hart. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, I would love for him and I would love for Santowski, but... I don't know. I can't just be doing all wrestlers. That's kind of what it's turned out to be. So, um, yeah. I wanted to show you. I'm, some... I'm only the first wrestler, second wrestler. Well, Third, I have I have Wynet. after tomorrow before. I have Wynet, Wynet, you, Tade, Lou. Okay, that would be five. Maybe McCusker. That'd be six. That's a lot. Um, that's half of a. Uh, one. That's half of one year of wrestlers. Yeah. So, we'll try to. We'll try to. Narrow it down to some other people, but um, honestly, I just wanted to, you know, kind of get together, have a casual conversation. I know um, you, someone told me that you read like a, a philosophy yeah paper sometime early, and so you weren't always yeah. vegan throughout college. No, how did that happen? Uh, well, so this paper I read was like, this isn't what got me to go vegan. This was kind of like a, I think it got me thinking. It got me thinking more about my moral framework more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was prompted to veganism. Uh, senior of high school, I wrote a paper about factory farming after I, like, I don't know. I feel like on Instagram and stuff, you see, like, you see, like, everything. Right. Came, like, you know, like, when there was, like, fair life footage coming out and shit. Oh, yeah. I saw that <clears> kind of <throat> stuff. And I saw, I saw all their footage. So I wrote a paper about it. Um, that was what, that, got, that was what, that was what got me curious when I started being exposed to like that information. And then I watched this one, um, I watched this film, it uses like film for one of my sources for the paper. It's like two hours long. The film was like fucked up. It was so gross. It was about it was, like killing. It, it was, it was like strictly like footage from factory farms, not just farms, but like, um, there was like, 
uh, footage from like uh, like horse racing places and stuff, uh, um, like cosmetic facilities that test on animals, a variety of places that use animals for, you know, whether it be food, entertainment, cosmetics, um, probably a variety of other things. And it was like from like footage around the world, it was, I mean, it's called Dominion. It was like, the movie was called Dominion. You can find it on dominion.com. It's, uh, it's all about factory farm footage. I'm like, that's fucked up. And I was like, that kind of got me thinking, like, I want to make a change to my dietary habits if I could. Um, it's super gruesome. So you better, better like, get ready if you want to watch it. But Wow. Um, so it's all about, it, it, it's promoting it's, veganism? Well, it does? Or just kind of, like, calling there's, attention? To I don't it? think there's any narration. So it's merely, like, footage. And that's it, it's very graphic? Incredibly. Just like killing animals, yeah, and how like it and happens, a, and a depiction of yeah how it happens, and a depiction of the conditions that they're in. Um, that was kind of like I've been thinking out of thinking about it prior. So like I think my senior year of high school is when I really started thinking about it. And then my older sister, when I was a little like middle of high school, yeah, she went pescatarian, so she eats fish. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, then I started like looking into it, and I didn't really know how to start because like you know, I was like played football, wrestling in high school, lacrosse for a while. I was like you know I liked liked lifting. I'm not like a I'm, like I was like a meathead ish. Like you know I'm not gonna like you know didn't think I was ever gonna like you know go vegetarian, let alone vegan. I'm like I'm not gonna yeah. like, start eating just like I don't know plants or whatever vegan is eat. Right. And I was like you I didn't really know a lot about it. I just, I ate like a lot of meat like a normal like football player. Person. And um, then yeah, I, I learned a little bit more about nutrition. Did a little research into it and also also like watched a lot of videos and read more about like um, the ethics of veganism, which is what really prompted me. Um, and then after freshman year, uh, summer after freshman year, that was when I started it. And I haven't done it consistently the whole time because I didn't really know how to eat vegan in D-Hall, really. Yeah. Because I didn't really know much about nutrition. And... Then I, so I didn't like do it entirely sophomore year, but whenever I like could, I, I did. And then I did more research. And then once I started cooking for myself, I was like, I've done it. So, so but it happened in college, your, your transition, but you read yeah. it, but you learned about it junior learned year. Learned about it. Yeah. Learned about it in high school a little more. Uh, but then this paper you're referencing, um, who, who told you that? Did I tell you that I read this paper or was, was it someone else? Was it Mark? Um, or was it Riley? I think it was recent. It could have been Mark. I haven't seen Riley in a while. It was Mark. Uh, I was talking about Mark about just my, I don't know, my my ethical <laughs> ponderings. Well, that's why I was excited. I, I kind of wanted yeah. to just hear, like, I really just wanted this to be, yeah. you know, just for us to, yeah. like, talk out loud and, like, yeah. just let our brains, like, run. Yeah. Like, literally random conversations, like, bring yeah. up a question, like, stuff from a would you rather question to do aliens exist yeah, well, do you believe exist. in a aliens i mean i think they probably exist i mean I, not for sure but i think odds I don't think are anyone's for sure oh yeah i mean I'm, I'm not religious so like i i don't like think that like humans are the only source but even a lot of religious people think that aliens do exist. humans do religious people think humans are the only source do religious i mean i think some people do some people that are more devout christian than others i think are more likely to think that humans i mean like god created humans right. and like god never created, heard that never heard that well no i've heard that i didn't think yeah. that he thought that, no, that but, a, lot, a lot of devout christians think that humans are the only source only sort only life only life source 
I mean, I think that's a thing that some, but <laughs> some people, that. some like Christians like believe that, right? Or not just Christians. I'm pretty sure people Maybe. of all religions probably. I mean, I know Sam uh, is really invested in Christianity. I'm a Christian. Um, when I was religious, as I like to be, um, I want to, I really couldn't tell you that I've read a lot about uh, the Bible, which I want to read more about, but um, I've never heard that. Want to go to church tomorrow? You to church tomorrow. I was, ta- I was talking about this. I went to uh, I went to church. I went to Easter church with Devish and um. Oh really? John Ryan and his family. Yeah, it was great. Did, so Devish, Devish, we, we talked about him on the podcast. He's um, he is Hindu. Yeah. Or he says that if he were to identify with any religion, the most it would be Hindu. He yeah. grew up um Hindu, or it mm-hmm. would be Hinduism. He grew up Hindu, um, but he still goes and like listens. He doesn't partake in communion. He said, but. He still goes and you know just learns and I think yeah. that would be cool. I, I think religions really. Cool. I mean, I'm not religious at all. So the, I've never been to church. I don't know. If I was telling you this the other day or someone else, maybe Mark. Yeah, I think I might have been telling you. But the I never went to church when I for, other than like for like funeral or communion or whatnot. Right. And um, uh, like COVID summer, so like two summers ago, maybe three summers ago, I forget. Um, I was like walking in town. There's this church like right by my house, and uh, it was like just walking by, and it said like you know, mass tomorrow morning on a 10 a.m. or whatever, and I was like, all right, never been to church before. I just like went. The following morning, I went to church, and because I I like wanted to learn about it. I'm like, I've never been to church, and like religion is like such a big part of so many people's lives. It's like I mean, it, it drives people to do so many things. It drives people to, you know, like act like you know to commit religion to their like their entire livelihood to like driven act people morally to kill, people to kill yeah um and do many things in between which a lot of religions abide against yeah or um, well not abide against, but yeah, not yeah. Abide, but i mean most right. religions don't condone murder right so which is which is funny not funny i think it's no it's funny that we we go to those extent oh that yeah extent um for religion that you know, yeah. Says that we shouldn't do that. But I mean, that's like it's the biggest part of so many people's livelihoods. It's like of, of their lives. A lot of people will say it's like you know, it's God, then family, and then like and so on. And I was like, I know nothing about really most religions other than in like a classroom education context. And I was like, if like I need to learn a little bit about what this what it is that like and that is motivates so many people. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to church. And then the next morning, I just like, I went. I wanted to like learn about it. So I was like kind of like actively listening. I was trying to like pick apart the things that I thought were interesting, that I agreed with, dis- did- disagreed with. Um, there is, I mean, I kind of forgot, it was a couple years ago, but generally I thought it was really boring. It was a Catholic mass, like a lot of Catholic masses are long and boring. Um, and then I remember this is kind of funny. They, uh, so you like go up for communion to get like the the cracker and the wine, yeah, the, right? The- yeah, yeah. Bre- it's like uh, the cracker is like the body of Christ. Christ yeah. I didn't know that. And so like I went up, got the body of Christ, and like the cracker was gross. And I like ate it, I guess. And then I went home and like, yo, mom, that cracker is gross. <laughs> and she was like, You're not supposed to eat a cracker. You're not like a Catholic. You're, like, that's the body of Christ. Like, unless you have communion, you can't eat it. I'm like, Oh, well, nobody told me that. You so. <laughs> just went out there and, and you're like, give me some. And I was just like everybody else. Everybody else thing. was doing it, yeah. so I was like, "I'll do it." I guess that's and a thing. Like, that's a thing with Catholics, though. Yeah, specifically Catholics. I don't know about others, but yeah, I know I for know. Episcopalian, like I'm Episcopalian. Um, yeah. 
I really don't know the, the small differences um, yeah. between the two. But for Catholics, if you're not Catholic or you at least you're baptized Catholic, you can't participate in communion. Yeah, where Which, that's what I we did. have I people, we have guests, right? and you can participate. Yeah, you participate. Yeah. Like, what, what are the what are the implications <laughs> of me participating? Hell, am I going? To, <laughs> I guess I'm going to hell. <laughs> you're dead. But I guess I don't. I don't know. But and but then I went. So I wanted to like I wanted to go to more religious services since which I haven't done too well of a job of doing but I went to uh I went to church last year I think with like Holler, Jimmy, Wex, a couple other dudes and uh Wickman maybe. When was and this? Last last summer, last fall, last fall probably. And um we you making it colder? Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty hot. Um but it was the same deal. So I think it was a Catholic church as well. I think it was St. Pat's right next to campus. And right. I uh, say, yeah, so same deal. Uh, it was like time for communion. So like Jimmy was like, we are, it was our, our row's turn to get up. I was, I think I was like maybe like middle of the row or maybe even first. Jimmy was right next to me. He's like, yo, get up. I'm like, dude, I can't do this. I'm like, it's not for me. <laughs> no, but Jimmy's like, yo, just get up. I'm like, yo, you don't get it. I can't do it. You're not Catholic? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm also like, so I'm like Jewish too. I'm like, mom's Jewish. So like, technically I'm Jewish or ethnically I am. And um, and then he was like, all right, just off. And he started, everybody in the row started walking by me. And I was like, I was like, yeah, my bad. But like, I can't do that. You don't get it. I'm Jewish. And he's like, dude, you can just like, you can go up and you like cross your yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, people got to tell me these things. <laughs> I like, think I'm maybe not... he was trying to tell you that. Like, well, hey, yeah, just trust probably, me, just trust. It probably was. But... Yeah, no, we have people that, um, I don't know if they don't want to partake in it or for whatever reason, but um, yeah, you can go up and you can, you know, either put out your hands and yeah. you take the body of Christ, you eat it, and then you have wine, the blood of Christ. And some younger kids, yeah. if their parents don't want them drinking wine, it, it, it's not that deep for yeah. most families. Um, it's well, we actually use wine in ours. Really? So proud. It's good on. Yeah. Yeah, it's sick. Um, but yeah, I also went to. You just, yeah, you cross your arms and then they just say a prayer of you. Yeah. And I went to uh, when I was in Kenya this summer, went to like church service probably like maybe like four or five times. Are they and, Christian down there? Uh, down there, uh, <laughs> um, there's probably mostly Christian. Uh, it's a fair amount of uh, a fair amount of Islam. Um, and then there's like some people like that just practice like traditional, like indigenous African religions, but even a lot of people that practice those are like, um, a lot of them will maybe perhaps like identify as Christians and then like some indigenous African, like tribal give like, you know, for more or less like tribal beliefs or indigenous beliefs will like kind of find themselves like in intertwined with their Christian beliefs as well. But, um, Went to a handful of uh, Christian services. Dude, it was the church services that are there were like so lit. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were cool. It was sick. How are they cool? Um, uh, just like I went to like a handful and like all of them, there was so much singing and dancing, and the uh, so like this one time we went and there's this one there's one girl that one time we went with and it was Frida shout out Frida, um, she's like really really religious one of those people that like. Like, I think religion and, like, her love for, like, Jesus Christ is, like, one of those motivating, like, what motivates her in life. And um, the music, like, dude, their speakers are, like, they just pump them full blast. And, like, everybody's singing so loud. They're standing up. Yeah, but, like, the energy is electric. Because, like, people are singing, like, 
See people are dancing, it. so it was like so fun. Yeah, because like, are you singing along? Yeah, and That's there fun. was like, and one of these places we went, there was uh, like words on the screens so that was fun. So yeah. like, we actually like, I could like sing along words that yeah. I and, but this one time, this girl like who's like you know she loves she's like very, her her religion is, is a very big part of her life, and she like left the church because we're not like not the church as a whole, but she like exited this one facility because. Um, the music was just so painfully loud. It was like, I just think, I honestly think like they were playing the music so loud because I think like perhaps the louder it is, maybe like the higher of a chance like God has of hearing <laughs> it. He was like, maybe like the louder yeah, it is, more it. God will appreciate it perhaps. And, but maybe like take it a couple notches down <laughs> given like their audio systems aren't like on point. They like so, the, the speakers are lower. God, yeah, well, I mean, the speakers are lower just are super loud, painfully <laughs> loud, but like higher quality. Some of these yeah. speakers are like, you know, you like, you know, like when you like tap the mic or whatever, and it just like, it's like it gets really loud and like the butt ringing kind of. Yeah. It was like kind of like that for a while, and it was yeah, not too pleasurable. It was not, yeah, not pleasurable. I suppose not pleasant, <laughs> pleasant. Sure. Pleasurable can be used in other contexts. Like <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, so church there was pretty sick other than the audio, but the energy was incredible. Just because, like, another one of my friends who's, like, this is guy, this is one of my friends. He's probably the one person who I think religion is, like, like, I think he probably loves Jesus more than anybody I know. And we were in this one church. Is this in Kenya? Yeah. He's, he, um, he was my program, like, one of the students in the program. Okay. And he... uh like one point we were just like singing and dancing just like feeling the music and just like like just like I was, I was like turned to my right and like tears were flowing down his cheeks and i was like that was like Powerful. obviously not like embarrassing or anything it was like wow like in that moment i can see like how god was like so like present in like his life and like he literally like i've talked to him about this many times before and like he's like he like can feel jesus christ like in his heart and as someone who's like not very religious, like never, you know, I've never had that feeling. I don't know if you have. Yeah. But have you? Have you, times, like, think yeah. you, you think you like you I felt say, yeah. Jesus? I say, yeah, because yeah. I, and, and I think it's, I think it's up to being able to open yourself and let maybe like being vulnerable for a second, mm -hmm. letting that happen. It's scary, but I, uh, we had, we had a thing called happening. Um, and it's kind of like a getaway, um, like weekend retreat where you're just surrounded by, um, you know, the Lord and everything that all the activities are kind of tailored to, towards, you know, reaching out to God yeah. and like kind of being, making yourself vulnerable and just being with people that, you know, for just 48 hours, yeah. just that want the same. Yeah. And I remember <clears throat> I actually was really upset that I had to go because it was the, it was my junior year Yeah. and it was like, like late November. Um, oh, this is during the school year. It was during the school year. It was late November, and I had to miss like the championship football game or whatever <laughs> because like I the went. SEC championship or something? No, the our school champion. Uh, our, our school was really good um, at football, and I just had to miss it. I knew there'd probably be like a big party and all, and I was like impressed about that. And then flash forward to the end, and I was glad that I, you know, actually went. Um, yeah. But basically, there was a moment where we were there there there's an elected leader that's also in high school 
but he's so he's a kid, but he's kind of like leads the the weekend yeah. for all the other kids, and there are adult chaperones and everything. But um, there was a moment where I think in the Bible, and I, I may get this wrong. There's a moment where before Jesus knew that he was being crucified, like before he was going to be crucified, and he knew he was yeah. being crucified, he washed all of his apostles' feet as like a sign yeah. of. I'm not above you, you know, I yeah. respect you just as much. And that you're washing someone's feet, like historically it and feels like, like symbolism. Like, yeah, that's supposed to be like, like the, the, the dirtiest part of them. Yeah. yeah. And he was kind of showing like we're the same, you know. Um yeah. and there was and we were instructed, you know, that night after the whole weekend, um, the night before the I guess the major get together the next morning, the leader and then um Someone else came around and just washed everyone's feet. And we took our shoes off and we put it in soap and water. And he came around and it was just, and all the lights were off and there were just candles. And they just spoke to you and kind of like one-on-one. -on -one and they were like, I'm, I'm glad that you, you know, opened yourself up. And I think tomorrow's going to be great. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, um, I don't know if it was the next day. I may, I may have gotten this order wrong, but there was another part during that weekend where it's called Caritas. Um, and I'd have to look up what caritas means but basically we were taken into a room and we didn't know we just knew that there was a gift that kind of awaited everyone and mm -hmm. it's like me and 13 other girls and guys um <clears throat> and we had like a gift basket of like letters and candy and mm -hmm. just all that kind of stuff and i probably had letters from 40 different people that i've either like i know or mm -hmm. that i haven't spoken to in years but yeah. all people that are like i'm so glad that you're doing this you know for your yourself i had one for my wrestling coach i had one mm -hmm. from my um my godmother my parents of course my sisters my best friends even girls that like i grew up with that i hadn't seen because they went to another school and yeah. like i didn't think that they'd ever like remember who i am you know and did people tell those people that you were at yeah. this place okay yeah were these all like alumni of this camp or whatever not necessarily. No. They just I, found out through the Yeah, the, the, what, what probably happened is my mom probably reached out and was like, yeah. hey, would you write something, a letter, all that kind of stuff. I had one from um, people that I probably had, I didn't know were thinking about me that way. Yeah. My, my Little League baseball coach that I hadn't seen in years, yeah. you know, that's still explaining the message. Like in the letter, he was like, I'm glad you're taking this step in your life. You know, I, I say a prayer for you every night. And like the fact that that many people were like thinking about me, you yeah. know, and, and, and put that forward. It like, it really, it changed me. And, and I wrote one for my siblings um, when they went and I hope everyone gets to experience something like that yeah. because it's to, to stop and like zoom out and realize this is how many people, like, obviously I know more than 40 people, you know, more than 40 people, yeah. but to like see it in paper and just card after card and you read the name yeah. at the end. Also like people don't like send the letters these days. Like, I mean, you can get like forty messages on your phone like that, but like, I feel like having like a having a letter is like not necessarily symbolic, but it, it indicates that like you kind of have the care for someone. Like I, you can send I, a message to anybody in the world. Right. So my parents still um, push me to send letters. I sent a letter to the Sadovis. Uh, oh really? After they hosted, yeah. It just it's you know it it, it actually yeah it shows something. It shows yeah. that you're taking the time, and as much as a pain it is. 
maybe in the moment when like you're like oh i have to write a letter like it, it does make a big difference um, yeah. i got a letter from mk the other day yeah it was sick. like four pages was long. She, oh shit. was she in austria or she, in austria? she, she is in austria right now how long has she been she was like out there like she got there like last week right or previously what's today saturday she got there last she's, friday last friday okay. so she's been there for a little bit of a when week. did you get the letter how many days three days ago uh, two days ago so she had to bring her like, two days ago a little less than a week she yeah. Okay. Well, she didn't send it from Austria. She sent it from her home. Uh, um, okay. Right. But uh, it just got to me, and then I read it, and it was like four pages. I thought it was just gonna be a page, and then I read. Yeah. I felt that it was like four pages, and yeah. then I had like, yeah, it was it was great, and so, it kind of like ran through our whole shout timeline. Shout out, MK, you're a beast. MK the boss. It ran through our whole timeline, and it was it was it was really touching. Um, yeah. It was you know, it was a pick me up. Yeah. So. It does mean a lot. Yeah, especially. letters can do something that'll get that. I mean, I think actually text can be a pick me up. I mean, like if you get like a real like honest text, it can be a pick me up. But even like yeah, a letter just checking different. in on someone. I, mean, I haven't gotten a letter in probably I don't know how many years, but a letter definitely. Is I think I think it's important to just check in on check in on people, even, yeah. even though you don't, may not. Dude. Even though it may seem like oh, I can type this up really quickly, yeah. someone reading that it can mean a lot to them. You don't know yeah. what they're going through. And also like it's kind of like something you'll probably experience or you'll have to do a little more. Even as you like. Not that I'm that much older than you. I'm only like a year older than you. Are you 22? Just like I'm 21. I'm 20, like yeah. keeping in touch with people. Like, I mean, actually, because now that I'm like four years post high school, there's still guys that I want to keep in touch with and stuff. Yeah, even it's in like, college. it's definitely when you like, it's a challenge you run to. Like, even like some of my friends that have graduated, like, I've been meaning to call Muller, haven't done so in a little while, but like, I gotta give him a call. Just like, you know, just keep in touch. I tried to call my Some high school thing. wrestling coach a little bit. Really? I haven't yeah, I tried to try talk to him, update him what's going on. I mean, He's important in my life, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. More so as just a role model and a, a figure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important, like, in general, especially with people that come from maybe like um, houses where it's just a single mom. Sports and having a, a male figure for like us, especially a boy, you know, and just having a team that like teaches. Mm -hmm you know, good habits and values, it's important. Yeah. I mean, I can't attest to the single mom household. Nor can, I can't either. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, it's, I, I think, I think it's, yeah, generally, I think it's very important. Yeah. But um, not little tangent. We can go, we'll go back to the religion thing more, but tangent from that. Um, kind of interesting, like the whole uh, Jesus washing, uh, like his, like the feet of his apostles and like your camp counselor doing the same kind of, because we were just talking about this with like, not that I want this being, um, I mean, not that this will get a million views on the internet. My commanding officer will see this, but like, like s not skepticism, but like um, something that's like, I mean, maybe perhaps not the most fond of um, with the military, just like with the hierarchical structure is like, yes. So when you're a when you're a leader, you have to like, you don't just tell people what to do. Like a good leader doesn't do that. A good leader like leads by example. Right. There's, obviously, yeah, there's a, that 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 example of like a boss versus a leader. Yeah. A boss is someone like bosses around, but a leader yeah. leads by example. So it's yeah, it's kind of like it seems like that's what Jesus is doing a little bit right there, and that's what your camp counselor is doing right there. Like, I, I think I think it's fair to fair to call Jesus a leader. Um, like maybe he's like even the ultimate leader, one would say. But, but yeah. Um. I think that's like a prime example of leading by example. Le prime example of leading by example. Yeah. And um, so then, which I think is like necessary to do in the army. But um, yeah, just the, uh, I don't know, the hierarchy of the military. It's weird. It's, uh, it doesn't seem natural. Yeah, I've ne never really 
been a part of like an organization or a group where like a hierarchy is so like prevalent like yeah like in school there's a hierarchy there's students and there's a teacher but especially at WNL like where the there's been so many classes I've been a part of where it's like um like we'll do like a round table the whole group is just like whole class is just we're sitting in a circle together and we'll just like kind of shoot the shit and like we'll talk about whatever the subject matter is and um it's like yeah we have a professor who's like per, not not our superior but like you know Technically, if they were like in the military, they'd be our, a higher rank. They'd be they'd be our commanding yeah. officer, but it doesn't feel like that. Well, let me ask you this: I mean, at, don't you think, to some extent, order and hierarchy, like, like order being represented through a hierarchy, it's almost natural for humans. Yeah, I, I mean, think think about it like at the very basis: you have parents and a kid. Okay, below that, you have an older sibling and a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, and then you bring it up even within a fraternity. You have someone that has some sort of structure. People learn off yeah, each I mean, other, and, 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 and there's, 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 some, <clears throat> there's some, I guess, comfort in yeah. having I mean, someone like, that has more knowledge or maybe will take on harder tasks. These are like natural developments in any, I think, in I mean, any society and I, I, I think it's and important to some extent, and, but it feels weird. And I think they're... They're, but they're natural developments. I mean, like, I have parents that just, like, I mean, that's just kind of, like, how parenting works. And it's, like, but now at this point where I'm, like, the Army is, like, it's all adults. Everybody's an adult. And, I mean, it's, like, you know, hierarchical structures and exist in, like, you know, you know, the civilian workplace and businesses as well. But, like, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of organizations and businesses, like, have more, I think, they might have a more looser hierarchical structure, a more a looser hierarchical structure versus in the military. I think it's like very, it's a very rigid structure. Like obviously, you know, you have like, when you're a kid, the hierarchy still exists, I suppose. I mean, like you have siblings and they're kind of like you're, you're higher up and like on the yeah. playground and there's the cool kids and whatever, like those are the higher up. But like in the military, was I the lame kid? And now yeah. I was the cool kid. I, yeah, was, yeah. I was the cool kid. Yeah, okay. But in the military, it's like, I don't know, it's just so, it's a, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've experienced a little bit of it, like doing RTC, but I'm sure like I'll see a lot more of it when I, uh, in the actual army. But I mean, no, I don't want to judge it too much before I'm there, but because I don't want to like set a, a negative uh, precedent or whatever. I'm sure, I mean, I think I, I, mean, I will yeah, like it. I'm looking it, forward to it, but. It's definitely difficult. It's something that doesn't feel totally natural. I so. mean, there's no way it's not difficult to just give up almost like your choices and you know allow yourself to just be you have your decisions made for you by another yeah. man that's older than you my dad talks about he he went from high school to the military and then college and he yeah. entered college as you know a 21 year old you know as a as a freshman so probably felt like a man i mean yeah he 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 he, he was in kuwait and iraq and you know lived in a hole for yeah. several months so i mean there's definitely there's no way you can substitute what he went through but regardless he quickly realized like you know taking orders and taking shit from people i mean yeah it's less that's what you're fine with yeah. that's why he works for himself like for like in that's why he didn't really rush any fraternities because he how, how do you think it feels like to come from you know, get on your fucking face, like get on your face and do push-ups and all this kind of stuff from a from a sergeant and 
I'm gonna make you eat dirt, kid. And you yeah. know, like it, it's different now, but you know, being ordered around what to do, and then yeah. coming in, you have these dickhead, you know, older, older frat guys. Frat guys are like younger than you. They're actually. probably your same. The They're actually yeah. younger than you, and then like, oh, do this. And this guy's like, been to war. It's like I've killed somebody like, fuck before. You. No, I mean, not even that. Just like. It's you're tired of it, and yeah. and for him at least, I mean, he he just didn't have that type of personality. Where'd your dad to, go? So he went to Kuwait. No, oh, um, where did he go to college? Uh, I thought you were talking about um, South Carolina University, of South Carolina. Really? Yeah, he was a bartender. My mom was a waitress. Uh, they met, <laughs> and um, yeah, they kind of stayed together ever since. Uh, yeah. Not kind of. They did. They did. Um, but. Yeah, he tells me a lot. He told he told me a lot of stories of like, kind of when I was um, when I was rushing and all that kind of stuff, and just like, you know, just it's 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 whatever you want to make it, you know. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm I'm in my fraternity and kind of where I'm at. But it's just a it's just a difference in personality. Yeah. So. He's always he's always worked for himself. He's never really liked to be someone's employee or whatever, which is yeah. kind of what I've adopted with fresh washing and being on my own and being able mm-hmm. to schedule my own hours. And I haven't really I've hired some employees from time to time, but it, it's such a pain to like sometimes deal with people where it's just you know easier to do something yourself. Yeah, which I've found. I mean, if you're trying to like sometimes people aren't necessary if you want to scale up. If you, I mean, you're just doing this like. Kind of a side thing. It's like you're not going to do pressure washing. Right, time, right. That, that's that's not my plan. For if you wanted college, to like make a pressure washing empire, you need to hire people. Yeah, and that's what I would have. Not everybody is going to like wants to be self employed necessarily, or not everybody has the ability yeah. to be self employed. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes it's better not to. I mean, like my you're taking on a lot of risk. To be self employed. Oh, to be self employed. I mean, you're just kind of limiting your growth capacity. So, um, right. Yeah. But. Nice. <laughs> Anyway, I wanted to show you this funny video. Dude, I'm tired. Um, tell me what you think of this. This is so funny. Damn. Damn as rock. I think what's most important about a platform. Okay. Is there anything else in there? Uh, I don't think so. No. Look. Help me, Austin. Are you alright? I <laughs> That's a good fail in film, though. But you want to know what happened? Is this damn ass rock? <laughs> Don't you just hate when that happens? See, look, look. You got thrown off your board. See the skin? Oh, that's actually kind of crazy. That's rock? good. And then here's a damn ass fucking gay damn ass rock. <laughs> you to keep it and be on it? No, I want it. I want to live. Is that rock? Is it? I mean, really, you're lying. But I gotta ask you, 
Wow. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I found that on TikTok and that was yeah. my favorite video for a long time. I actually deleted TikTok. Really? Yeah, do you have I it? Uh, I mean, I, I use TikTok it. like every now and then. Like, uh, I, I had to get rid of it, dude. I, I, I use Instagram like every now and then. I use but, like Instagram. I'll like download it and then I'll delete it from my phone. If I want to like check up, like check updates and like maybe I'll like time waste for like an hour, fucking whatever. But um, I try not to use it. It's just I, like. I had to get rid of it, dude. It I mean, the overwhelming majority of time you spent, like I don't really spend time on TikTok, but the over, overwhelming majority of time you spend on both TikTok and Instagram are so unproductive and it's literally a time suck you're like you're kind of just wasting your time more I agree. or less I, agree. I do th i mean like i have found like um there's funny stuff i mean not I mean, obviously there's funny stuff there's mm -hmm. funny stuff with everyone on social media but i have found like actual like i think useful information on instagram whether it be about like uh like nutrition like there's tons of stuff about like fitness obviously Oh yeah, um, that's great. Stuff. I mean, and then there's like stuff. There's about, also like, a lot of stuff you can't trust. I mean, there's stuff you can't trust too. But then I've like I don't know. Like, I found stuff about like uh, like veganism that I found like what was interesting to me. Like this one, this one guy that like I'll watch his videos every now and then. He's like a vegan influencer. Oh god, that's so, a thing. Yeah, dude. Thanks. Dude, I kind of want to get into that, bro. That's that's like, I think that's how I can maybe like <laughs> use my veganism as a means to like actually make an impact. Because like, I mean. Being vegan, like, ultimately, that if my goal is to, like, um, you know, like, have a positive impact for animals and, like, decrease the amount of animals that are, like, in factory farming, like, my, there's, like, nothing, really. Yeah. But, um, like, me not eating, me being vegan over the course of my lifetime will do, like, little, but likely, like, no good. It'll probably have no impact on, um. Uh, Supply, not, on supply and you, demand. Right? It's for no, you it's not. Than it's more like it's for the animals. Yeah, but it's not like to relieve myself of guilt. It's like I'm doing this to have an impact. Hopefully, like it's not like at least yeah, at least you're trying, even I'm though trying you may to. not. So like that's better outlook than like oh nothing's gonna happen. Well, yeah, point. that's I hate I I think that mindset is so. God, I mean it's not so dumb. Well, think about it. it. If sense. everyone had that, then nothing would be ever exactly. Done. So that's why yeah. like people like people ask me like I mean. Like, what, what's going to happen when if you go vegan? Like, nothing. All right. Chances, are, like, there's a chance that nothing happens. But, like, I'm a pretty big dude. I'm, like, I mean, just, like, like objectively, I am. I mean, like, <laughs> look at the numbers on a scale. Like, I'm, I'm objectively larger than the average person. And, like, I'm a pretty accomplished, like, college athlete. And um, I think, like, if I were to, like, get to, like, you know, vegan fitness influencing, like, like create, like, a social media channel like, about it. Um, which I've like thought about a lot. I don't know when I'll start it. Probably, probably start it sooner rather than later to have an imp like to increase my impact. But like, like that's a way that you can reach people. And it's like, I don't think we need, like, we don't need like you know, like you know more stereotypical like skinny liberal vegans like you know with like I don't know. Not gonna like make fun of the stereotypical vegan. Okay. But, like. You know, like, you know, the stereotypical vegan isn't like, you know, a 220 pound college wrestler with like, I don't know, that necessarily has my like personality. Like, I think like, you know, veganism is ne isn't necessarily they're left leaning too, right? Well, certainly veganism is definitely a trait identified with like the left. And also like, I mean, masculine masculinity is not associated with veganism the slightest. So I think like, like, I don't know, I think I'm a, a, a relatively like masculine presence. And I think I can use that to like 
I think I can use that in conjunction with veganism to like perhaps influence more people's influence more people to maybe like eat a little less meat or maybe go vegan or maybe mm. think about it. Cause like if you see some like skinny ass dude or you see some like typical, like, I don't know, like liberal chick, like, I don't know. That's, that's Are maybe like to turn up the average. I'm not trying to like, like not, not necessarily like... convert people, but like ultimately I think like, not necessarily eating all animals. I think like, uh, like hunting is like, and like also like this gray area, but I mean, some people need to eat meat to survive. Like, you know, living in the United States and having the resources at, at my disposal that I have, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do so. Right, be vegan. But like there are people, you know, like I was in Kenya this summer, there's people that like, you know, they livestock for their living. They like, they're, past, they're pastoralists and they just have like goats and cows and like that's their whole livelihood caring for those animals right. and that's given like the climate like literally like the geographical climate they can't afford to like grow crops like that's not what the climate allows for like they just graze their animals and they're like they kind of nomadic style and so like for them like like that's just their life so what they can afford to eat so it's like okay i'm not gonna expect those people to go vegan obviously mm. but like most of people that I know in the United States, most people that I'm friends with, most people that I interact with, and most people on social media in the United States or a variety of other, you know, like Western countries have the luxury of being able to go vegan. Like being able to go vegan is, is a luxury. Like I can choose what I want to eat. Yeah, of course. So like Yeah, you have more options, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like I've been I've been recently Oh go on. Yeah. But if I can like, you know, I believe like the science that says that you can be healthy and perform well, like physically and like in the gym and just like be healthy on being vegan. on a plant-based diet. Like, Oh yeah. Like then I, if, if I can be healthy without having to like cause animals like harm or ha without having to kill animals, like I think that is like the more moral and ethical, like ideal alternative. So it's, a good way and to put it. it's not like I'm not doing this for myself. It's not like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I'm vegan. Like that's, that's all that matters. It's like, it's, not, it's like the it's the outcome is like what happens to the animals and also like there are environmental consequences as well. I mean, people go back and forth on whether veganism is good or bad for the environment. I think veganism or eating less meat is probably good for the environment. There's some you know regenerative operations and like that grow cattle um, that do so in a more sustainable manner, um, whether it be through rotational grazing or a variety of other methods. But generally, like the overall majority of animal products you eat. Meat has a pretty big carbon footprint, um, so I think like yeah, it's, I think going vegan is good for the environment. But you know, you can watch this. You should I, you should watch the film. I think it'll be like pretty eye opening to you. Yeah, it's fucked up, bro. And I there's other film. There's other footage out there too. And I just think like I wanted to like I thought that was wrong. I wanted to align my values with my morals or align my values with my actions. So I'm like simple change is like I can just change the things I eat. But I think if I you know put that out there in the world if I like have a presence on social media and like given who I am I think I'm more likely to influence people to change their habits than you know again I said earlier like but you know the average vegan and I think I can you know if I want to like maybe pursue I don't know a certain not necessarily career but you know maybe like pursue a path and like I don't know some sort of competitive fitness whether it be like Bodybuilding, CrossFit, CrossFit <laughs> Olympic lifting, something like that, powerlifting. Like that's an avenue through which I can influence people to, you know, re 
yeah. reduce the animal products they consume. I think and it's like, a good that idea. is a way that I can have my veganism can have a positive impact because I'm not as an individual changing this blind man. Right, but, but you can influence others. Yeah. Like so make it bigger. Maybe I am an evangelical vegan. Who knows? <laughs> you know what? I, I recently, like, anytime I've, and it's been more at, when I'm like eating at um, the dining hall or something yeah. like that, but I've been so conscious about food I waste. I feel really bad about yeah. it. So my dad grew up um, in a household where he was always taught never to waste food. So yeah. he was always, you know, it, it, it was almost like, trained um or i guess like structured within him to like always finish every meal even if you were full you know and to my dad that kind of he didn't really like that the way Mm -hmm. that he was raised that one that one small part um among other things i'm sure but that part he he said he would never have for his children like he he thinks that you know he would provide and um and my mom would of course, too, but it's more so that when you're full, you know, you don't have to eat till you're full and yeah. then stop. It's very, he, he didn't, he didn't like how he was always like, yeah. oh, you have to keep eating, you have to keep eating. Yeah. And that turned into, um, to him, he said, just, just bad habits and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, some people think like, I think you might've been telling me this, but like that eat everything that's on your plate, that I think was more, more prevalent in previous generations. I think so. But like that, I think some people say that that is perhaps a root like perhaps a cause towards like why there's a lot of obesity and like that has changed people's diet eating habits. Maybe. I doubt that that's the main leading main, main factor for obesity in the United States. Really? Even like the amount yeah. of, it's probably more so the food people eat. Um, but no, I mean, I, well, it's, I, it's probably just the, the, the prevalence and, and easy access to fast food and how yeah. the cheapest foods is unhealthy. in America are unhealthy foods. It's, it's kind so of when you're trying to raise it. someone on $30,000 a year, we're trying to raise a family on thirty thousand dollars a year, and you have twenty dollars to feed your family that night. You're probably yeah. going to go to a McDonald's or somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's ridiculous, and yeah, it sucks that true. nowadays eating. Uh, if you if you want to get back in the frame. Uh, yeah, let's um, get shouting. If it's 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 just fucked that like eating healthy is such a privileged lifestyle almost yeah. now. Like it, it costs so much to have to have um, you know, like. I have a scoop of simple greens and beets, which is just blended greens, and it's a daily yeah. servings of all that kind of stuff, and that's about thirty bucks just yeah. for you know one small thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and 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 I yeah. get it. I get the process isn't there, as easy, but it's it's just sad yeah. that like that's you know it's easier yeah. to eat unhealthy, and it, and it promotes yeah. eating unhealthy if that's yeah. cheaper. There are ways like you can eat healthier for like not that for not that expense for not like. Not a ton of money. One people like one people. One reason people like say like, I wouldn't go vegan is because it's too expensive. I feel like that's not the case. I don't. I eat a lot, so that's like why why I spend a good amount of money in food. But I mean, I work out a lot. But like the foods I buy aren't expensive. Like if you're gonna buy like processed like Beyond Meat that kind of deal, right? That, like, yeah, that'll add up. But if you're, you're buying like Whole Foods, yeah, like generally that'll be healthier. It's also where you shop. But yeah. um. Yeah, but also, like, there's, I guess, lack of education as to, like, what the healthy foods are. And it's just, like, it's also yeah. convenience, too. Like, people don't necessarily know, like, what is healthy, you know, how to get healthy stuff. Or, like, you know, just, like, if you're, like, working X amount of hours a week and, like, you, you got to be, like, with your, be with your kids, like, going to McDonald's and getting, like, quarter pounder for everybody. Like, oh, yeah. So much easier. I got up but, I got up at 6 a.m. To, to press wash this morning and I, I didn't have time to... Get McDanks? 
Well, no, no, I, I, I didn't. I, I tried to stay away from that, but I didn't have time. I didn't want to go all the way to the dining hall and get yeah. shitty eggs and all that kind of stuff. So, I got up. I went to Sheets. I got a coffee, and then I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna eat something fried." Like I tried to stay away from fried stuff, and yeah. all the stuff just seems so gross. I was like, "So, what will put some substance? Like, what has some substance that will, you know, carry me till noon?" Mm-hmm. And all the stuff. So I got beef jerky and. Uh, what else? And I had some cashews in my car. Mm-hmm. Cashews are great. Beef jerky's good, I'm sure, but it's you know it's twelve bucks for the small version. Yeah. Sixteen bucks for you can buy a whole sub for sixteen dollars at Jersey Mike's. Yeah. You can probably buy a whole rotisserie. You can buy probably buy three rotisserie chickens for sixteen dollars. Fair enough. Um, at Walmart, but yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's it's I'm not I'm not I'm not blaming anyone. It's just it's yeah. just unfortunate that that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, I was gonna tell you about my trip to New Jersey yeah. and New York. So, New York. I went to Manhattan with MK the, the first time. Um, or Manhattan for the first time ever, and it was with MK. Um, and it was cool. Um, it's Manhattan. Saw some crazy shit. We actually I went on a subway. And we were, so MK and I were on a subway, and this is probably about like 11.30 a.m. Um, and there was this, so we were sitting on the subway, and we were, you mm-hmm. know, they would make stops at places that we weren't getting off. And mm-hmm. probably, you know, eight stops later, we would get off. So we were on the subway, and there was this guy, this older black gentleman that was probably 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. I'd say. Or he may have just looked older because he was definitely on drugs. Yeah. So he, when we get on, he, he is on, he, we get on, on the left side and he runs off the, on, on the right side and I see a lighter drop out of his pocket and he mm-hmm. goes off. But before the doors close, he comes and runs back in and falls to grab his lighter. Yeah. Like he was like in desperate need for it. And I'm like watching this and I noticed that the lighter dropped. I, I just, I, you know, that was yeah. kind of weird. And then he was like reaching for the lighter and there was this guy and it was under the seat and the yeah. guy was like moving out of the way. So that so he grabbed his lighter and the guy, it looked like he was so high on whatever he was on, yeah. or so mentally unstable he could not physically sit up. Like so he was, his half of his body, half his feet were outside the train car, and his body was inside it, mm-hmm. and he was like reaching for the lighter but trying to like sit up but he physically could not sit up, and we were watching this and I was like worried that the train car was gonna close and he was gonna mm-hmm. fall through the tracks and die or whatever. Like I was like honestly thought. This guy may die yeah, or get his legs ripped off or something. Yeah. I was like honestly terrified that I was about to see someone die. And he like the I, I think the whoever was, you know, the driver of the subway car um, didn't move because he probably saw that yeah, like, there was an obstruction yeah. or whatever. Um, and the guy like reached for his lighter and like started lighting his face on fire and burning all the hairs. Like he took his lighter and like flicked it hell? and started like lighting all the hairs on fire, like under his neck. I thought yeah. he was trying to light his face on fire, but he like obviously was trying to feel something or he was like not stable. And he was like started slapping the desk or uh, the seat next to this yeah. woman. It was like, I'll pay you to arrest me. I'll pay you to arrest me. He was like, so he said this stuff and we were, and she like got up and moved. And if he came closer to me, like I, I it would, I don't know. Yeah, that's actually. So when I was, I, was just, I just started reading this book. I like, haven't really read that much of it, but um, how it's like kind of a shame that like, I mean, obviously that guy is unwell, but there's like 
a lot of people who are who go to jail that are very like impoverished, like their health significantly improves when they go to jail um, because they have access to medical care. They have three square meals a day and there's like security. Obviously, you know, being in jail isn't good and food probably sucks, but at least you're getting food. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a shame that like, I don't think there's many people that like, all right, I'm going to go to jail. Or at so least you're forced to anymore. eat food. Yeah. I mean, not forced, but like at least that's put in front of your face rather than like, oh, I have this money. Let me just go get more drugs or, yeah. or cigarettes or booze. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that was crazy that we saw that. Um, And then, so I took and the funniest thing, and I have texts with MK about this. So I left on um, a s- early Sunday morning, like around 8 a.m. And I took a train from Philadelphia to Charlottesville. That was about a four, five-hour train ride. It was a long way. Yeah. About five hours. So I left from eight, um, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one. Yeah, I got there probably around two. It was about six hours, but it was supposed to be five. Yeah. Um, and I thought that you know you get to go in and like sit wherever you want. And the tra- I've been on a. I went. We. The only time I was on a train before that was when I went from a train from Philly to um yeah, crazy that was your first to time New on York train. to New York. Um yeah. And I, I mean I was like kind of excited about it. I was like, Oh, it's a train, like it's gonna be yeah, so cool. It's not that cool. So I got on and the woman was like, Oh, do you have your ticket? And I showed her my ticket and she's like, All right, I'm gonna start she's yelling to like thirty people, you know, there yeah. and, and the train was going from Charlottesville and making stops or um from Philadelphia making stops and ending up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So there are people that are going to be on that train for 12-ish hours, probably more. That blows. So I got on and she was like, what's your destination? I said, Charlottesville. And she said, all right, your, your seat is 14B. Never, so, well, I've never been on an Amtrak before, so yeah. I couldn't tell you. So there's, you know, 14A, 14B, 14C, 14D, you know, 15A, 15B, whatever. Yeah, I gotcha. So I'm looking down, I'm like praying that I have an empty seat. And I look down. And I don't see 14A or 14B, or I don't see row 14 anywhere. And then I start realizing that the numbers are covered up by the destinations that the the person taking the tickets mm-hmm. puts. She puts like a a, um, a note card and says like Charlottesville or Chicago yeah. and puts it over and you have to lift it up and look at the number. Yeah. I don't know why she did that, but I lifted it up and it said 14B and I was right next to the woman that probably, I would guess if she wrestled, wrestled five weight classes above me. Okay. Like this woman is enormous. Yeah. Like me. Probably big, uh, bigger than you, maybe. Uh, she took huge, up a so seat and a half. A she took up a seat and a half, and I was like, I was just like, bro, I just wanted a comfortable, you know, seat that wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. that I could have kind of alone and like stretch out or whatever. So I was like, all right, this can be shitty, but whatever. Five hours. So I sat down, and then about two minutes in, and she was asleep. She had like kind of her hat like tucked over her eyes, and she was asleep. Five minutes in, I noticed the worst smell I have ever smelled in my life. Have you ever smelled cat pee? Yeah. It's like it's it's like very very pungent and yeah. sour almost. Yeah. This woman smelled like cat pee, like, but like worse. It was not bo smell. It was like, it was something that like spoiled, like spoiled milk smell. Like it was the worst thing. <laughs> Wait, you didn't smell this immediately? You smelled it like five minutes in? I smelled it after I kind of sat down and got situated. And I was oh, like, okay. So like immediately, more or less. Yeah. But I didn't realize when I was like looking for the numbers. I was like, all right. And then I sat down and I realized that and I was like, no way. 
Like this, this is going to be my first experience <laughs> on a fucking train for five hours. And then so what I did is I would like I would look seats? forward. Um, I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah. There, there were, but then they yeah. started to fill up. So I'm looking forward and I'm like putting a movie on my iPad. I watched a little uh, Louis C.K. Um, stand-up comedy video. And I was like looking forward and trying to take my mind off of it. And every three seconds would just be that smell. And I'd be like, I'd almost die. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way I can fucking deal with this for five hours. And so I, what I did is I would like angle myself kind of into the hallway. Yeah. And and it kind of got rid of it. But sometimes like it was so uncomfortable. So sometimes I'd like turn back. And I feel like figured if I like angled my nose down. <laughs> I wouldn't smell it, so I could look forward and like, yeah. have my. And then the worst was when people would walk by. Yeah, go back like, and businessmen. Pee back in the aisle. Or, or no, 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 no. Businessmen would walk by. My feet would be fine, and they would have cologne on, and it would smell oh, so good yeah. for like five, like for like a minute, like sixty seconds. And I'd be like, I'd take the biggest whiff. And I'm like, oh my god, like this is amazing. And they would come back, and I was like, fucking goddamn it, <laughs> it was the worst thing, dude. So, and she could tell, like, this woman did not speak another, like, I don't think she spoke English. Like, I kind of heard her talking. She had a flip phone. She didn't have an iPhone. She didn't have a, she didn't have a smartphone or touchscreen. She had a flip phone and she was, like, kind of talking gibberish. I don't know what she was speaking. But the story gets better. So she's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, trying to avoid the smell. So we finally get to, where's halfway? Um, DC, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, we get we get right above DC. We get around uh, Alexandria actually, yeah. and Alexandria is about two and a half hours in. I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. And I was texting MK the whole time. I was like, I cannot believe this is like what I'm experiencing. Like everyone else looks so comfortable, and I just wanted to eat. I did not even want to eat my food. I packed a lunch. I didn't want to eat it with that smell around. I was yeah. like, dude, I cannot open the sandwich. That would be a disgrace. Yeah. Um, so I finally decided to get up and go to the restroom. Mind you, no one flushes on that thing. Which is disgusting. Piss in the seat too. Oh god, it was. Uh, I don't know why I thought this was gonna be such a fun ride. I was like, I'm so excited for a train. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was gonna be like super fast, and it was just kind of average. Yeah, you're probably like, yeah, no. I thought it was gonna be like a bullet train. Um, so I'm like, I go to the bathroom, and then when I come back, I sit in another seat. Now listen, this seat, 14A, 14B is where I was. She was against the wall. I sat in four. I sat in 14C, so right across. She's aware that I just moved away from her. Now, there was a sleeping Asian woman that was, like, really small, like, against the window in 14D. And I was like, all right, I'll just sit here and just watch something online. Ten times better. I didn't smell anything. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. Now, the woman woke up and kind of, like, looked at me. Like, it was pretty obvious mm-hmm. what I was doing. I didn't care at that point. I was like, I'm never going to see this woman again in my life. Yeah. Or any of these people. So, I was like, fuck it. Like, two and a half hours, I will take my enjoyment. Like, I just want to enjoy the rest of my yeah. life. So I had my lunch, remember that? Yeah. And it was under my seat. And so I'm watching and I and I kind of hear like a crackle like out of like my earbud or like kind of outside. And I look over and the woman had like picked up my lunch and like looked in it and she kept on looking in it like a little bit. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> listen. So I'm watching and she was kind of like looking in it. She would like move it and then she would kind of put it back. And she wouldn't touch it. And she would but she picked it up and moved in the seat. And then she was kind of like, and she would like go back to sleep for like two minutes and then she'd wake up and like just random shit and the people would come and check the tickets and you have to show the tickets. Yeah. And then like about 30 minutes after I moved, she like looked in 
And I had eaten a little bit of goldfish. I had goldfish, and I had eaten, taken one bite of a sandwich. Yeah. She, like, looked in and, like, opened up a bag of my goldfish and oh. just started, like, eating. Eating, eating the goldfish That's and, like, cr- like chew on it and then just kind of, like, just chill. She's probably really poor. And then five minutes later, she looked homeless. I'll show you a photo yeah, of her. She, she saw me take a photo of her. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that I took oh. a photo. I didn't even notice she saw it until I looked at the photo and her started looking at the phone. <laughs> Wait, and I was see, like, I sent it to MK and I was like, she just saw me do this and MK was dying laughing. This woman's crazy. All right. Uh, she she probably starving. I mean, I mean, she probably. She, she, she said she was like really big. But Essentially. Also, also, I think in the United States, I'm pretty sure obese people are more likely to be starving just because they eat foods that are like, uh, eat like not gonna like you foods up. that have no nutrients and they're just like, and they're like super it's calorie crazy. rich. Crazy. But let's see if I can find this. Um, essentially. Throughout right, the rest of the two and a half hours, ago. she would look over, and then she started eating my fucking sandwich. She had a bite out of it. She started eating my food, and rather than me stopping her, I was just like, I am not going to deal with her. I don't care about the meal that much. I will eat when I get to Charlottesville. I just didn't want to deal with anything. Yeah. And when I finally got the train stopped, I got my shit the fuck up and left. I left the lunch right there, and she could have had that. I'm glad I treated her to a lunch, but that... <laughs> Was probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had, and yeah. it was. What do you? So when when you're in a plane, a... do you like the aisle seat or the window seat? Um, my first plane ride was the window, and I thought I'd be scared of the window, but it was actually pretty cool. I like the window seat. The window's fun. I think looking like looking at some people say like the aisle because you can go to the bathroom, you don't have, you don't have to like walk over somebody. But I think the, like window, the window, especially the window if you're going really cool. somewhere cool, like looking out the window can be so cool. Like looking at the clouds and like. Or if you're like flying over the water, looking at like looking at the water is so sick. Trying to find this. But actually, so I was on a in New York over like Christmas break. I went to the city to see my brother. This is her. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. So she's only taking the photo. She looked like a man, dude. Yeah, that stuff. You think she was homeless? She could have been. Could have been. And there's my meal in this in this bag. And she opened up the bag. That's tough. Look at that. This is her going through my shit. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? That is weird. That's crazy. But this one time I was on the train. This is like this was actually like a good train experience. I want to hear but, it. But I want to do this uh, wor- Wordle. We're oh, I didn't. Wordle. Did I do it today? Let's hold do it on. Right. Oh, hold on. Wait, let me do it too. Wordle, not the Wordle. I think I might. Did have... you do the Wordle? I I didn't get it. You didn't get it at all? No. It's Molly got that first try. No, Mal- Malawi. M- Molly. I, was it Molly? I might have already done the wordle. Let me, let me see. Who's this? Don't tell me. I'm about to do it right now. I did it. I already did it. I got it in four. All right, Don't just, spoil it for our viewers because we have so many viewers, obviously. I just got A-D-E all in Oh, shit. What's your first? Adu? Adu. Adu. What does Adu even mean? Like... Adieu, like, bye, like right? without further ado. Oh, no, that's not it. Without further ado is A D U E, I think. That's not right at all. Oh, you're right. Never mind. Or A D O, I guess. All right, Never I gotta mind. do this. Um, um, I have an A D. All right, I'm gonna. Guess. I got it in four. Yeah, that's rad, bro. I have an R A D E. 
might have to cut some of this out for the viewers because they're probably not that entertained. Have you ever done a Loodle? We should do a Loodle. No. I was, I was playing it when you sent it the other day, and I was like, I don't know what these words are. <laughs> it's so dumb. Again. We can do it later. Hold on. Yeah, we're not doing um, the podcast. We should do it on the Do you ever see a, what's it? I don't know what the name of the Instagram account is, but there's this, there's this dad. Probably lives somewhere in California. He's got long hair. I think he's like a surfer or whatever. And his daughter, her name is Sailor. She's like this adorable little three-year-old girl. And they do like podcasts together. And he calls a, and this girl, she calls the, uh, she calls the podcast Pondcast. Because I think she probably misheard it one time. This girl's adorable. She's like, I don't know. But she's like four or something and does podcasts with her dad. It's Damn, like sick. All right, I'm about to get it. I have the D in the right place. Hmm. Are you gonna cut? Are you gonna cut a lot of this? No, I'll probably keep this. I mean, there's no, there's no value to the consumer though. People are probably listening to it. Want, want to know my? Uh... All right. If you want to know Harper's words, his first one was a do, then it was trade, and now it's radio. He's got one letter in the right spot, and he's got three other letters. So you gotta do, you gotta do color commentary if you're not gonna say anything. Well, I have the, I have the. I just told the, I just provided the color commentary. You don't need to provide it again. All right. The D is a night spot. A can't be there. Dude, Wordle there. can take a long time. XXDA, I think. And R can't be there. R can't be there. So DAR. XXDAR. Maybe. Radar. Nope. XXDAR. DAR. So. Dar, meter, lidar, lidar, letter, letter. I don't think I'm gonna go see there. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm the man. Yeah, I got it in four two. What'd I you... was kind of doing the. I'll show you what I what I did earlier. Um, a rose rake deers and then. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Sounds good. All right. Deepest hard and hard. God. No, let me tell you about my train story Deep first. Deepest hard would you rather question. Let me tell you my train story first and about why I like this one time I went on the train. All right. Tell me. So. We, we're over an hour. Yeah. Okay. Do you give a fook? I don't give a fook. I don't give a fook. I don't give a fook. Not a fuck. Tell me, fook. bro. But uh, I was on the train. I think this family sat next to me. I don't think I sat. I think they sat next to me. I wasn't. It was Nobody was there when I sat on the train. Um, and so I was like a mom, dad, and their younger son, and um, let's go, shouty. <laughs> and then um, I uh, I heard them speaking in a different language, and I was like, okay, I know that's not English, and I was trying to listen. I'm like, okay, what? Let me like try to listen. Well, see if I can find out what language this is. And I was like, all right, I think that's Italian. So then I was like, this okay. is on the train. Yeah. And how long ago is this? This is set, right, right around Christmas. Um. And um, I took Italian for like from middle school all the way into up into high school, six years. So like I got I got a year for Italian. Right. And um, you thought you were gonna take it in college? Uh, I don't really know what I thought. Well, I took I started taking Russian because they pay me to take Russian. Right. I would have had to take Italian or Russian for at least two years. So I'm like, let me at least I'll do a language where I get paid for. Hundred um, percent. But they, I was like, I'm like, excuse me, are you guys speaking Italian? And they're like, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. You love and to then, get involved with people. No, it was sick though. Then they started asking me questions. I was like, we had a conversation. I'm like, do you guys mind if I just like try speaking in Italian with you? I mean, <sighs> at this point, I hadn't spoken Italian in probably three years since high school. Maybe except for like maybe one other time. Um, and I like hadn't spoken Italian in three years and I was able to like kind of converse. Like I was able to speak. For me, listening in any language that I try to speak is always the hardest part of listening. But I can I can usually speak. Speaking is hard. For me, speaking, I think, is that's what hard. I'm best at. Listening's my worst. Listening is the worst. I th- is the hardest Listening's part. Listening's hard, too, yeah. Um, but then I, it was kind of funny because since then, there were probably two other times within each within a span of like six weeks where I spoke Italian. One time was when we had those recruits. They were from Italy. I was able. I spoke Italian with them Frank for a while. No, Frank Chimiza? No, Frank And And then... I was in Trav, and one of my friends went to Italy last summer, and she, I was talking to her about it on Trav, and I just started speaking Italian to her. It's kind of funny. I hadn't spoken Italian in three years. I spoke it three it times was, in like a month. It's romance language. Yeah. Hey, yo, it was good. Wait, then, what's sexier, French or Spanish? Or Oh, Italian? I don't think French is that sexy. I oh, think God. Italian is the most beautiful language, um, just the way it sounds. But I think Spanish is kind of – I think Spanish I kind of like, too. But I don't know because I know Italian. Um, I why do Italians sound Italian? Oh, have you ever seen this? But Italian is a beautiful language. It wasn't until I spoke it again where I'm like, I realized like, wow, I like actually speaking Italian. And then I that's Jauma, you know Jauma. You know that's him. He's uh he he's cool. This guy. He'll like go into this guy. Yeah, he like knows Chinese fluently. He'll go into like. A Chinese restaurant in the city, and like people will just like. Have you seen this? Speak. Have you seen this video? Not this one. What languages sound like to foreigners? Watch, watch how good this is. This is one of the best. Have you videos. seen this? See, he's not actually saying words, but like yeah. that's what it sounds like, so it gives us uh, an idea. Yeah. You know? Look. Is that what it sounds like? I guess. If you, if you just do an accent, it'll sound like it. I mean, yeah, but... but no, but he's speaking so fast. <laughs> Don't list big time. Well, that's the Castilian accent. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, Madrid. Castilian, well, yeah. Castilian accent is like putting a th. So like lapis, rather than saying lapises, which is pencils, you say lapith. Yeah. Lapith. I hate German. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I don't think it sounds like. People great. say it's such a harsh language. Uh, I don't think it sounds like. People great. say German and Russian are the angry languages. No, Russian definitely, but I, I think German does not sound that great. It's just like. I mean, that's what you're, he's doing right now. So. I know. I think French would be cool. French. I've been learning French. At least Russian sounds sick. Yeah, Russian sounds cooler than German. Like, how you look like you're, like, about to, like, fuck yeah. some shit up. Yeah. You know? That has to be racist somehow. <laughs> <laughs> somehow that's racist. He speaks fluent Chinese, though. He's fluent in Mandarin. Like, native-level fluency. Oh, who 
Uh, Wait, play the rest. I want to see the other languages. Where do you this to you? <laughs> Wait, keep going. That's kind of funny, bro. It's only until you get to Chinese and you think it might be racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, what are, what are your underlying prejudices there? Would you rather give up social media or eat the same dinner for the rest of your life? Give up social uh, media. I could do either. Ah. No. Fuck, give up social eat media. The same dinner, dude. I'm like, same dinner? For me, fuel. I, I don't know. No, I think fuck food. that. Uh, I guess, no, I guess you can switch up breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Just dinner. Just dinner? I think but I'll like, eat the same dinner. But like, social media is probably poisonous to you. I, mean, I think social media generally isn't good for people, but like, then that would like rule out like my ability to ever use social media. Like, you can use social media like, to like contact people if you need to contact them, people you don't know or like you want to reach out to. For, Would or, you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death? Definitely cause. Uh, Fuck. Nah. I don't want to know when I'm going to die. You want to know when you're going to die and have a countdown? You want to know how you're going to die? What if it sucks? And then you're going to try to avoid it, but you're not going to be able to avoid it, whatever. Like even exactly. even if it's like a car, like oh, I just hope crash. it's not bad. I think when. I think when. You'd rather know when? Yeah. Fuck that. What if it's like next week? But then that means like... That also, like, I don't know. I believe in free will. I don't believe in destiny. So I think the question is nonsense regardless. Right, but okay. I would rather know when. Because if I, like, knowing how is, like, you're fucked regardless. But if you know when, I guess you, you can limit the chance, the ways in which you can. You would you die. rather flip a coin to, for a chance to win $20 or immediately win 10 You're a dog. Flip a coin for a chance to win 20 Wait. Probably 20 because. What matter. was it? Flip a. Wait, go back coin to this to Coin to win $20 or just immediately win $10. Oh, I don't know. It's not enough money to give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, let's see. Would you rather always feel the urge to pee or never know when you have to pee? I.e. always wear a diaper. Oh. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's tough. That's hard. Um, I think I'd take the chance to wear a diaper, dude. Always wearing a or but would you I'd get would, would, would you get used to wearing like just always? I would wear a diaper. I think that's the worst that. fucking feeling. You could hide a diaper, bro. Unless you're getting with a girl. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> you if you just like That's it, that's an awkward conversation. Yeah. What was uh, Wynitz? Would you rather Wynitz's question was, would you rather hang out with high schoolers for the rest of your life? Like a group <laughs> of high schoolers. Like high school level maturity or have a friend that follows you around everywhere. Just one guy, but he has severe Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> um, only probably the latter. I don't only hang out with high schoolers. Then I, like you can never do anything in life. You can't like. There's no way you can like. Imagine like, how like, emotions and shit. You're only like, hanging with oh. high schoolers. You're not gonna like get a job with real people. Would you rather? Mm, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Wait, can, you go, can we go back to the? I know this is already an hour fifteen, but. Um, well, let's go back to the, the, I want to tell you about the, we've already gotten a lot of tangents, but I want to tell you about the, what you first asked me about, uh, the paper I read freshman year. All right. And then we'll have to wrap it up. Yeah. But yeah. I want to know about it. Yeah. I mean, that was like literally the first thing you asked me and then I didn't even answer it, but, um, yeah. So I, that was, I was like already thinking about like vegan stuff at this point. Yeah. And, uh, uh, read this paper in freshman year called and it was my moral and political philosophy class called Famine, Affluence, and Morality by Peter Singer. And, um, like, I feel like, I, th I thought it was, like, so cliche at the time because it was, like, you, know, you hear, like, a lot of, like, kids go to college and they, like, have these, like, they have, like, epiphanies and whatnot. 
And it's like, uh, I don't want to sound like a typical, like, woke, stereotypical college kid. But then um, there's actually a kid I know that, like, sounds like that. He, like, started, <laughs> he started, like, doing shrooms. And he's like, dude, shrooms are the best, bro. Oh, it's yeah. like, they're great. Right. But um, he sounded like that. But I, but anyway, I started this paper. And so this guy, more or less what it says is uh, there's, like, three, there's, like, three, like, parts to, like, his argument. And it's that, like like death and suffering from like preventable causes and like or like death and extreme suffering from preventable causes are bad that's like that's the first premise from preventable causes yeah or i don't know i don't know what the exact thing is you should read this paper though okay um and so it's like generally if you agree with that that death and extreme suffering from like things we can prevent are bad or not even just things we prevent but if those things are bad like that's the first premise then you can like go forward and Second, th- second premise is if it is in our like power or if it is our capability to prevent, you know, death and extreme suffering from like, continuing to exist, we ought to do so. Right. And it's like seems fair. Right. Yeah. And then third one is. Uh, we should. Oh, fuck. I forgot. I always forget what the last like third premise is. But like we should. um we should like like give or we should like give or like you know do what we can to prevent like death and extreme suffering from happening um up uh up until the point where we are like giving giving away something of like equal moral value something i forgot i forgot the exact line okay. but it's like you know we should do what we can until we're sacrificing something something of like similar value right I feel like that's like a generally fair yeah, notion. Um, but ultimately, like what that amounts to is that like, and this is, so this guy, he's like the founder of like effective altruism, which has kind of like become a movement, which is like effective altruism is about just doing the most good that you can possibly do in the world based on like evidence-based reasoning. Um, and ultimately what he like that amounts to is you should, you know, donate a lot of your, like, donate most of your money to like the most efficient and effective charities in the world. Yeah. And um, like you should, you know, stop eating animal products. And then that's kind of like what that, what like, you know, those three premises would advise you do. And then like I started getting interested in like effective altruism, which was founded by this guy or started by this guy. And um, I was talking to Mark, I was talking to Mark about this and like me and Mark are like, I don't know. I feel like our moral frameworks are quite different. Would you agree? Have you, you sh- you, I feel like you should talk to Mark more about, you know, like, I guess, his morals, but not to like, you know, be like arrogant or gas myself up. But I think I think I try to be a relatively like compassionate person. That's like I, like that's why I decided to like you know like join the army because I thought like that was like, if I think initially my my. Motivation um, for being in the armies, ha- motivations for being in the army have kind of changed, yeah. but it, more initially, more so, it was like very like hua patriotism. It was right. like, you know, if if people are like, you know, there if there are other people like, you you're know, they're it. willing to sacrifice their lives to like, you know, fight for freedom. Like, you're doing there's no in, reason in that a, they should a, do that, and I shouldn't. In do that. in in a selfless manner, almost like. Well, I think I'm st- I think I'm still doing it in somewhat the same way, but. Some people it was, think it's interesting that you're vegan, but also about to go kill people if you have to. 
if you have to if i have to I, yeah uh, it's not i'm not you, necessarily going to, to kill people of course that's not your main motivation <laughs> but, but it's part yeah of people the job. always always like found that that's part of it's people, part of but a lot of people find it hypocritical which i just don't necessarily think right. so i mean i think veganism is like is like a means to peace and causing less suffering and i think you know the army like uses violence as a means like towards a more peaceful ending whether or not they've been which is militaries around the funny. world have been you know like super su- successful at doing so that's another question mm-hmm. but um you know there are bad people that exist and uh like i mean obviously collateral damage occurs in all in all like instances of conflict and violence which is obviously tragic um and shouldn't be taken lightly but um i think like sometimes like bad people we need to like try to get rid of like you know bad guys and stuff so like violence towards them directed towards them is a means towards a more peaceful ending which i mean that's kind of like my take on why you know serving the military and being vegan isn't hypocritical or contradictory that's fair um but yeah i don't know um or else I was going with the other stuff. We can talk more about that another day. Have a crazy podcast about that or whatever. But well, I think it was. I think it was pretty successful. Uh, it was super successful. It was probably the most successful one yet. Most successful one you'll ever do. I think yeah, so. Straight. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. That's right. That's so sick. Yeah. Appreciate you. See you later. Yeah. Love you.